Prologue Christmas, Liverpool, 1940 At first, Kate thought it was a dream. A dream in which the world had caught fire and the sky had turned to a shocking blood red. She'd opened the blackout curtains on coming to bed because it felt claustrophobic without even a trace of light, as if she were at the bottom of a pit. But now she wondered if she should have left them closed. For the red sky was a horrible, awesome sight, alien, like the landscapes on the covers of science fiction books her husband read. She wondered if he was reading one now in the army camp in Shropshire. Kate shoved herself to a sitting position on the bed. The alarm clock with phosphorus fingers showed nearly half past two. Her husband would be asleep by now. The sky wouldn't be red in Shropshire, and he wouldn't be able to hear the muffled explosions she'd imagined were making this house shake, even though she was in Ormskirk and the bombs were exploding miles away in Liverpool. It wasn't the world that had caught fire, just Liverpool. She thought about Martha in her little house close to Bootle Docks. Another heavy raid had been expected tonight, but Martha had refused to leave Bootle and come to Ormskirk. It hardly seems fair on me neighbours, does it, girl? She'd said yesterday, when Kate had tried to persuade her, had gone all the way to Bootle to ask. They've got to put up with it, so why not me and all? Then bring your neighbours if that's what's stopping you. If it meant Martha would be safe, she could bring the whole of Bootle. Kate's hands were shaking, and her heart was thumping madly in her breast, a strong signal that she badly needed a cigarette. She deliberately hadn't brought them to bed so as to avoid being tempted. She wanted to cut down. Cigarettes were notoriously difficult to get, and she was sure it wasn't good for anyone to swallow mouthfuls of smoke, even if it was eventually blown out again. After a while, the heart thumping having become worse, she knew she would never sleep feeling as she did. There was nothing else for it. She'd just have to go downstairs for a smoke and a cuppa. On the landing, she opened Harry's door a few inches and peeked inside. His blonde head was half buried beneath the clothes, and he was snoring softly. No doubt dreaming about becoming a bomber pilot or captaining a submarine, ambitions he often talked about to his mother. I want you to be proud of me, Ma, he'd say. I'm already proud of you, son. He was ten. And should this awful war continue until he was old enough to take part, she thought she would go stark raving mad. Her other son, Peter, was in the Navy, and she had absolutely no idea in which part of the world he happened to be right now.